Also, I think all of us know that in order to pull all these things off, we need some extra help. Everyone say, help. So Lance is right there, wave. Vicky's right here, wave, okay. Um, if you could help us out, maybe if you're not involved with things, or you are, but you could, you could serve that Sunday with breakfast or the photo booth or whatever, um, the water baptism, whatever you want to serve with, we would love to have your help. Please talk to somebody and say, hey, I'm available, I can help out, okay? That would be wonderful. And so one last thing tonight, tonight, tonight. Everyone say tonight. Tonight is First Sunday Prayer, okay? Now, uh, we have switched this around. We have, we're trying to find what works so that we can have participation from the body. And Saturday wasn't working out real well. We just had the pastoral team and, and a few others that showed up, which we're thankful for. But, I, you know, part of our vision here at Metro Believers Church is to create a culture of prayer. How many of you believe prayer is important? Let me see your hands. All, all of us do. So why don't you come out tonight? It's at the TC, the team center. It's just across from like Outback Steakhouse over here on Junction Road, Kessler's Jeweler, right across the street in the strip mall, if you've never been there, 364 Junction Road. Come out 6.30 to 7.30 and join us for prayer, okay? You don't have to say anything, do anything, pray anything. If you're not comfortable with that, just come with us and join with us as we spend time talking to the Lord, okay? A couple of surveys, real quick. Uh, how many of you still use the, the paper notes? Let me see your hands. Okay. All right. I guess we continue that. Okay. Just wanted to find out because sometimes you wonder if people still use those, all right? How many of you are still using the U version? Notes. Okay. All right. Good to hear. Um, just wanted to check out and see what's going on. Now, last Sunday was our 17th anniversary service, okay? If you weren't here or didn't hear the message, would you please go online and listen to it? If you consider this your home church, I think it's critically important for us all to be on the same page, okay? And so I shared some visionary things, some practical things, some things from our history that, that I think everyone that considers this church home to go online and hear it so we can all be on the same page. So please, please, please do that sometime in the next week or so. I think, I think that it'll help you understand who we are, why we're here, you know, what's important, and where we are going as a church. All right, if you don't have one of those paper outlines I just mentioned and you use them, slip up your hands and our ushers will get you one as we dive into the Word. Welcome, welcome to our brand new series, Quiet the Riot. It's all about silencing the voices that destroy us. How many of you think that's important? Silencing the voices that destroy us. Can I just take a minute here to encourage you about the importance of being in church each week and listening to the Word, how important that is? Listen, you need to understand that, that every week, if I'm up here speaking or one of the other pastoral members are up here speaking, we take this super seriously, just so you know and prepare you a meal like a, a culinary chef would prepare a well-balanced, healthy meal. And you need to understand that the devil doesn't 
want you to be here, just so you know. Did you hear me? The enemy, the devil, doesn't want you to be here so that you don't, listen, so that you don't, listen, you don't get the spiritual food that you need to deal with the issues in your life. See, he he knows what you're going through. He knows the battles you're facing. He knows the obstacles that are before you, and he knows the tension in your life and the, and the, and the issues behind things, and, and, and he doesn't want you to hear the word regarding those areas and how to actually win. I cannot tell you how many times I've had it happen that I hear about someone perhaps that is going through or dealing with something in their lives. Perhaps it's a marriage situation or a or maybe a finance situation, or maybe a relationship situation, or, or a family situation. And I think, thank you, Lord. I, you put that in my heart, and I'm getting ready to speak on that this Sunday. That very thing, God has dropped that in my heart, and I'm going to talk about that and give, give the body some ammo, amen, to deal with the enemy in these particular areas of our life. And, and uh and, and can, can I tell you this? Lo and behold, I show up on Sunday morning and they're not here. <laughs> and they're not watching online or whatever. And it just, it just breaks my heart to know God was, and I know this to be true in our personal life and Vicki and I's, God is always trying to prepare us. Did you know that? If you will cooperate with him, he will get you what you need to fight the battles that you're in. So, Please take it serious to be here so that you can be equipped for battle, amen? Because you can be ready for battle so that you can get the, the nuggets and the information and the wisdom and the word to deal with life situations. You know, I've had so many people come up to me after a service and <laughs> they'll say or text me or Facebook message me or something, and they'll say something like, have you been following me around my house? <laughs> Some of you are laughing because you've said that, right? You know, or, or have you been peeking through my windows? Are you a peeping Glenn? You know? <laughs> and, and it's like, no. The Holy Spirit knows what you're dealing with, right? And he knows how to get us that information so that we can help give you what you need. Like, a, like I said, a culinary chef serving up a meal to help you stay healthy and whole, right? And help you deal with life's issues, some of the battles that you're facing. Amen? He's trying to get you help. So how many of you are ready to study your Bible today? How many of you are ready to let God mess with you? Everyone say, God mess with me. See, uh, this series may step on a few toes here, just so you know. And I'm not saying just, you know, your toes, I'm saying my toes, Okay? I just believe that God wants to mess with us. Why? God loves us too much to leave us like we are. Right? And so God wants to mess with us. And so let's get started. The whole, this whole series is about, series is about the things that, that come out of our mouth. It's about the things in this day that come out of our, our fingers. <laughs> right? Or our thumbs. <laughs> right? You know, some of the ways we communicate. Maybe it's the Twitter world or the Facebook world or the Snapchat world or the Instagram world or whatever world you live in and, and communicate on and, and the things you speak that come out of your mouth 
or come out of your thumbs or your fingers. And we've taken this, this whole, you know, sort of social media thing, negative side to a whole nother level, right? You know, we say things, it's called Facebook courage. We say things and do things that we would probably never say in, in person, right? Um, but it's like, you know, I'll probably never see you again, so let me just tell you how you suck, right? <laughs> it's like, excuse me if I said that and I offended you, but it's the truth. Let me just tell you how bad you are, or let me just criticize you here, because I'll probably never see you. In this series, I want to discuss the words that we say and the words that we hear. The words that we say and the words that we hear. Because usually the things that we say is based on the things that we hear. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And I think this whole negative self-talk has, has sort of become common and we don't even realize how, how it actually destroys our hopes. The words, the words that come out of our mouth are literally destroying the dreams in our heart. Let me say that again. The words of our mouth are literally destroying the dreams that are in our heart. We all have dreams, but oftentimes the things we say and the words we communicate are destroying those things. We've all heard the sort of the childhood saying, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones. But, come on, finish it with me. But words will, what? Never hurt me. And if you believe that, i got another childhood saying for you. Liar, liar, pants is on fire. Because <laughs> they, they hurt. They don't only hurt, but they destroy and they kill, right? I don't know about you, but I'd rather have someone punch me in the face than say something bad about me. Now, you know, I, I used to be a fighter. I used to earn my living fighting back in the day. If you've never heard my testimony, you can go over there and get that tape that CD. But I'd rather have someone punch me in the face than and say something bad about me. I'd rather, I'd rather you punch me in the face than lie about me or gossip about me or, or insult me. I don't know why it is, but my, my body seems to, to, to heal a whole lot quicker than my heart. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I mean, the black eye that I get from you punching me in the eye you know, there'll be no traces there in about a month, <laughs> you know. But the wound in my heart seems like it lasts a little longer. And there are no traces of that black eye. But my emotions, that's a whole other deal. Seem like they carry traces of the hurt for months and years and decades and lifetimes. So I want to help you during this series, quiet, come on, help me now, what? Amen. The riot. Sometimes the riot we need to quiet is the riot that's coming out of our own mouth. The Bible has a lot to say about the, the power of our words, just so you know. How much different would life look if we just changed the way we talk? How much different would life look for us? I mean, the things that come out of our mouth are literally framing our world. I mean, what if you're building your world? What if you're building your life? What if you're building your, your marriage? What if you're building your joy or your career or, 
or perhaps your, your happiness, or what if you're building your whole emotional stability? Not with a hammer and nails. You know, I was a builder, and I, I used to build houses. As a matter of fact, we still do from time to time. We'll pop up a house. Um, and, uh, you know, we built it with hammers and nails. Of course, today it's nail guns, <laughs> right? But, you know, hammers and nails framing, if you will, framing the world, framing that house, framing that construction. But here's the deal. What if you're building your world? Not with a hammer and a nail, but by the words of your mouth. What if that were true? You know, the Bible has a lot to say about this whole subject of how we communicate the things that we say. Let's check out a couple of verses here in Scripture so you can see that I'm not teaching heresy, <laughs> but it's the Bible. Yeah, Proverbs 18, 21 is that showing up? Okay, it's not on my monitor here. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue, everyone say tongue. The tongue has what? Power. The power of life and death. Notice. Notice. The, the tongue, the words. It's not just talking about this piece of flesh that you stick out once in a while at other, other people. It's talking about the words that roll off of our mouth. They have, they have the power. Everyone say power. They have the power. They have the dynamite. They have the wherewithal of life and death. Now, that's the Bible. That is this book, the B-I-B-L-E, the word of the living God that's sharper than any two-edged sword and has the ability to divide the soul from the spirit and the intents of the heart. That's, this is the Bible. The tongue has the power of life and death. And here's the deal. Because God created us in his image, the words that we, the words that we speak have the ability to create or destroy. See, that's what you need to settle. That, that the, some of the words that you throw around, they're like grenades. They're, they're, like, they're like ammunition that are literally destroying your world. And you don't even realize it's self-inflicted. The words that we speak either are building faith or fear. It's either creating good things or destroying. It has the ability to bring life and death into your life. It has the ability to bring life and death into your marriage. It has the ability to bring life and death into your family and your relationships and your finances. See, Vicki and I used to, used to fight dirty back in the day. She was dirtier than I, just so you know. <laughs> but we would insult and throw harsh, hard, cutting, destroying, demeaning words around and wondered why our marriage was falling apart. We were literally forming and framing our marriage 
by the words of our mouth. It was destroying the very fabric of who we are and the very being. If you don't believe Proverbs 18, let me give you another verse, Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13 says, those who guard their lips do what? They preserve their lives. Now, it's not talking about putting lipstick on making yourself look pretty, okay? Guard your lips. It's talking about what comes out of those lips, okay? So, those who guard their lips. In other words, when you, th- when you think about a guard, how many of you think serious? It's a serious situation. I mean, you have a guard, right? To make sure it's protected. Why do you have guards? To make sure it's protected, right? Those who guard their, what, lips, preserve their lives, but those who, what, speak, in other words, communicate, talk, speak harshly or rashly will come to what? Ruin. And and some of us are ruining our lives. Listen. We're destroying our own relationships in our homes by the things that we say. We don't have a guard over our lips. We just let anything fly. Every thought that comes in, we communicate. Everything we think, we say. And the Bible teaches us that you're either building life or you're destroying death with the words that we speak. Now, one of the foundation scriptures through this whole series is going to be found in Genesis, the very first chapter, Genesis 1, and we're going to pick up some of the character traits of God, okay? Of How many of you think that's important? Let's, find, let's pick up some of the character traits of our, our Heavenly Father, right? And so Genesis 1, it's the beginning, right? So in the beginning, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth, if you have your notes there, it was formless, underline that. It was empty, underline that. It was dark or darkness, underline that. It was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, was doing what? He was what? He was hovering. Ever seen a hummingbird? <laughs> Hover. <laughs> you know, just kind of hovering. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. And verse 3 says, and God, come on, help me now. What? Said. God said. God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. Now notice, nothing happened here until God spoke. Even though the Holy Spirit was hovering, the Spirit of God was hovering. And nothing happened until God spoke because there's a creative power when God speaks. And the Bible says that God created us in who? His image. 
right? And so maybe, just maybe, nothing begins to happen until you and I speak in line with God's word. Just maybe, just maybe, just maybe. That's why it's so important to hide God's word in our heart. So that when we open our mouths, we begin to speak in line with what God said. Now, this is an important foundation to our entire series here, okay? It's a foundational principle. I think, I think the way the earth looked, it was what? It was formless. It was empty. It was dark. And I think the way the earth look, looked is the way that our lives look before Christ. We are formless and we are empty and we are dark. And sometimes even after we come to Christ, we don't realize some of these things and it stays that way, especially because of the things that we say. See, in the beginning, the Holy Spirit was hovering and needed God to speak words. Have you ever felt empty? <laughs> Have you ever felt formless? Have you ever felt dark? Watch this. The Spirit of God is hovering. He's waiting. He's waiting to be released in your life. But what if the Spirit of God needs you and I to speak words of life so that there can be light? What if? What if the Spirit of God is hovering over the dreams of your life? What if the Spirit of God is hovering over the hopes of your life? What if the Spirit of God is hovering over the health of your life? What if the Spirit of God is hovering over the empty areas of your life, the formless areas of your life, the, the dark areas of your life, and He is waiting for you and I to cooperate with God and say what he says about your life. What if? See, nothing happened in this verse until God created order out of chaos by what he said. And some of us are experiencing chaos. And God is saying, would you, would you begin to speak in line with my words so I can bring order into your chaos? Amen? See, nothing will happen in our world until we frame our world by the words that we speak. Question, question, are your words creating or destroying your world? And we could go right down the line, are your words creating or destroying your marriage, if you're married? Are your words creating or destroying your relationships, by the, by the words that you say and the lies that you believe. What are you talking about? What do you talk about? What do you dwell on? See, when we talk about our problems all the time, when we talk about our problems in our marriage all the time, and we see our spouse for what they aren't rather than what they are, 
When we do that, our problems seem to get bigger. You can see this in the Old Testament with David and Goliath and and the, the children of Israel when they were facing this giant called Goliath. The Bible says they would go out and look at this giant and they would go back and they would get together and they'd say, you know how strong he is? You know how big he is? You know how bad he is? You know how tough he is? You know how difficult this is? And guess what? The problem got what? Bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And little David comes on the scene and says, this ain't nothing but a thing. (laughs) Right? Paraphrased. (laughs) And he pulls out his sling with his God, and he takes him out, right? Listen, write this down. Our life follows our words. Our life follows our words. I was laying in bed the other night. And that thought occurred to me. I felt like God dropped that seed in my heart that our life follows what we're saying. And and you can trace it. I was examining my own personal life as I laid there in bed. I thought, you know, this, this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. And I thought, you know what, I remember saying some things along those lines and being critical and negative and saying, you know, things that were destructive. And all of a sudden I started to realize my life was following my words. What a revelation it was for me. See, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Right? This tells me what I say is what is created. See? See? And my words will actually impact my life to such a degree that our life will follow our words. See, 18 years ago, I began to speak of a life-giving church called Metro Believers Church when it was formless and empty and dark. And guess what? Here we are. And you, if you trace back some of your words, you'll see. Just some of the things in your life, you'll see how it was tied to perhaps something you said. So it is possible that the words we say might be working against the dreams in our heart. Let me say that again. It is possible that the words that we say might be working against the dreams in our heart, the dreams that we have. Medical research has discovered that the part of the brain that controls speech is actually connected to our nervous system. The conclusion is that the words that we speak can affect the quality of our life and the quality of our health. Wow. I mean, I'm way more energetic when I refuse to be critical and negative and I start each day with thanksgiving. Listen, I've been, I've been writing those things down I have this right next to my computer in my chair where I spend time with the Lord. And I ha- this is what I call my Thanksgiving journal. It's not a journal where I, you know, I sort of write down all my inward thoughts. And <laughs> I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying it's a simple Thanksgiving journal. And I write three things down that I'm thankful for every day. 
Just three things that I'm thankful for. First thing in the morning. And then I think about those three things the rest of the day. And it helps me to have the right attitude to be thankful. Amen? To be thankful for what I have versus what I don't have. Basic stuff. See, as I speak the words out of my mouth and I am thankful, it puts form to my world. That emptiness, that formlessness, that darkness. See, God saw the darkness, but he said the light. God God saw the darkness, but he said the light. Can you see darkness and, and say light? Can you speak light even in the midst of darkness? Will you let God teach you a whole nother language? Because that's exactly what he wants to do. He wants to teach us the language of God. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts, but they can be if you'll let him. See, I'm not minimizing problems. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not, I'm not asking you to deny the very fact that you have problems and they exist. That's Christian science. That's not what I'm talking about. See, some, some of you are here and you're going through one of the darkest times of your life. See, God didn't deny the darkness. He just spoke the light. Remember, he saw the, the formlessness and the emptiness and, and the darkness, but he said, let there be light. You study the whole, I double dog dare you. You just go home this week, you read chapter one of Genesis every single day, just chapter one, not the whole book, just chapter one. And you'll see how God created everything and you and I see. He said, God said, God said, God said, God said, God said. And he gave us his book, his word, so that we would know what to say. Amen? So that we would know what to say. See, that tells me, listen, you may be in a situation right now. You may be in a dark spot, in a formless spot. You may be, you may be in a time that's empty. But here's the deal. That tells me that where you're at is not where you have to stay. Did you hear that? Where you're at right now is not where you have to stay. The Bible talks about, you know, things that are seen are subject to change. Did you know that? God, as a matter of fact, God called things that are seen that are not seen as though they were. Right? And where you're at is not where you have to stay. <laughs> Man, this is good, basic stuff. And it's encouraging me. Uh, I can't believe it's 1114. Somebody tell me that's a lie. <laughs> what in the heck happened? Listen, let me give you a couple more little things and we'll be done. And we'll just carry it over till next week. 
Is this helping anybody or is it just me? Okay. So here's the deal. This, this, was a, this was a revolutionary, life-changing, transforming word of the living God in Mark chapter 11 in our lives 40 years ago. Some of you aren't even 40 years old. <laughs> 40 years ago, Vicki and I saw this verse. We sat, we talked, we prayed, we shared, we, we dissected, we built our life on this this verse and others, but this was a life-changing word because it ties together with the Proverbs that I just talked about and the Genesis perspective that I just talked about. Mark eleven twenty three, this is out of the New King James Version, says, for assuredly, King James Version Dan says, verily, I say unto you, whoever, who does that include? Does that include you? Does that include me? Whoever says, underline that. I'll circle that. Put a neon sign around it. Whatever. Just remember it. Whoever says to this mountain. Now, there's a backstory here that I don't have time enough to explain all the details, but you go home and study the verses prior to this. Jesus is out, sees a tree. It's not producing the fruit it should. He curses the tree. They come back by. It's, it's, you know, it's dead and withering, and the disciples are freaked out. They're like, how'd that just happen? Jesus turns to them and says, for assuredly I say to you or whoever, talking to his disciples, whoever says to this mountain, is it a literal mountain? or perhaps a metaphor or figurative for the mountains in our lives, for the giants that we face, for the battles that we're in. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things which he says, which he what? Wow. Notice the power of the tongue, life and death. But believes that those things which he says will be done, he slash she will what? Come on, somebody. Will what? Will have whatever he says. Now, folks, some of us are eating the fruit of our words, both good and bad. Because our life does what? Our life follows what? Our words. It's just basic Bible stuff. That's why God wants to get us to learn his language. You think Rosetta Stone is good? Man, I'll tell you what. You start to learn the language of the Bible, it'll change your life. Right? I got to quit. I'm sorry. Let's have uh, Judah come and let's wrap this up. You know what? I, I didn't even get through the introduction, just so you know. 
just so you know. I was just about ready to say, okay, we're finished with the introduction, now let's get into the meat. <laughs> let's stand together. I am pretty jazzed, as you can probably see, about where we're heading. It may get a little rough, just so you know, on us, but we talked about God messing with us, right? And that's a good thing. Because God, what, loves you too much to what? Leave us like we are. And where you're at is not where you have to stay. That's the good news. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for your word. It gives us light. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God, I pray for every single one of us here today and perhaps those who are watching that you would help to write a brand new chapter in our lives. That you would let the lights come on, that aha moment, that quickening, real, oh, yes, like it did for Vicki and I 40 years ago. We started to realize that we were shooting ourselves in the foot every day. Now the words that we spoke to each other, to our family, to ourselves. God, would you help us see that? Would you teach us a new language? Right now, this morning, if you're here and you say, you know what, I, God's messing with me and I want you to pray for me, I need this, would you slip up your hand so I knew who I'm praying for? God bless you, man, all over the place. Thank you for your honesty. God, you see those hands. They represent hearts of your people who want to know and grow and learn and change and be transformed. God, would you have your way in each of our lives? Would you, would you show us? Would you teach us your ways? Would you help us embrace the truth from your word? And not just embrace it in our head, help us to embrace it in our heart where we say, yes, Lord. Deep down inside and we want what you want and we cooperate with you and we learn to live a different way and we've been raised. We choose to live life your way. God, I pray for supernatural transformation in this house. God, you're doing something here. We want what you want. Can we just take a few minutes here and worship? Just worship the Lord here.